are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now, here Jesus said, If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ask what ye will. Now, notice he said, Ask what ye will. Now, the will of God is involved in that for this reason. Because if the Word of God abides in you, then the will of God abides in you. Now, this is why this statement sounds so preposterous to some people. They say, well, that couldn't be true, because then I could ask anything. But you see, they miss the phrase where Jesus said, if my words abide in you. So if God's words not abiding in you, then you're not going to have faith to believe God and receive the thing that you ask. So what I'm saying is that understanding God's ability that can be released through prayer is a major importance to your spiritual life. Because if you don't know the will of God, you're not going to be able to believe the way you could believe if you knew the will of God. There's several things involved there. We'll get into this in depth a little further on. But then Jesus makes a statement in John the 14th chapter, verse 23. He said, If a man love me, he will keep my words. Now see, that agrees with what he said in John the 15th chapter. If he loves me, he'll keep my words. My Father will love him. We will come unto him and make our abode with him. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost inside you. Now, see, the importance of understanding this, God's Word abiding in you, is a major significance to your spiritual well-being and being able to believe God. Because if God's Word does not abide in you, then you're in a situation where it looks like all hell is broke loose. The Word says one thing, and you end up believing another. You've prayed one thing, and then you end up saying another thing. Then your saying will nullify your praying, and what happened was that you cast the Word out and believed what the enemy said. When you do that, you have weakened your stand. You have released the ability, actually, of the enemy to defeat you. Now, God's Word is the supreme authority, as far as I'm concerned, concerning any subject. And you know, if anyone knew how to pray, I believe Jesus did. And Jesus, in the 17th chapter of John, made this statement. He says, That the world may know that I have loved them as thou hast loved me. Talking to the Father. Now, do you realize that God loves you the way he loved the Son of God? It's important for you to know that. Go to Hebrews, the first chapter. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3. And uh, let's back up to verse, read all three verses from verse 1. God, who in sundry times and divers manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds who being in the brightness of his glory, the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels, hath he by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. So he literally says that Jesus was the exact expression of God's substance. So concerning any subject that you're going to pray about, find out first of all 
what Jesus said about it or what God's Word said about it because God's Word is His will. Jesus was God's Word personified or He was God manifest in the flesh, however you want to say it. The whole universe stands in obedience to God's Word. Now, He upholds all things by the Word of His power. So God's Word has the ability, the power, to uphold all things. God's Word has the ability to sustain you in life. So this is why it's important for you to know what God said about the subject that you're praying about, because if you don't know what He said about it, then you've got problems believing. Now, as I said a little while ago, you can understand how that Israel prayed and asked God for something that wasn't His will for them to have. They continued in that until they receive the thing that it was in God's will. Now, that's the thing you want to avoid. You want to release the ability of God that is in you through prayer, but you don't want to use your prayer to obtain something that's going to be of detrimental effect to you. Now, the key to that, and uh, the major factor that will keep you from doing that, is to know what the will of God is and allow that word to abide in you. When the word abides in you, then you have the will of God in you. Now, the reason I continue to go over this is because I want to get this fixed in your mind where you can understand what I'm saying concerning that. Now, we have in John, the 16th chapter, Jesus says, These things I have spoken unto John 16, 33, says, These things I have spoken unto you that you might have peace. Then he goes on to say that in the world you shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Jesus overcame the world, the flesh, and the devil because he had God's word. He knew what God said. In fact, you know why Jesus actually had so much faith? Someone said to me one time, said, why did Jesus have so much faith? The reason he did is because Jesus said, I speak only that which you hear my father say. He had faith in his father's ability that was in him and his word to perform what he said he would do. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, is a powerful statement, and I want us to look at it because it's significant in all of the areas of our life. Chapter 4 and verse 12. For the word of God is quick and powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the Soul and spirit, the joints of the marrow, is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Now, God's word, he tells us here, the writer tells us, God's word is quick, alive, a living substance. God's word is living substance. It is quick, it is powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. Now, the two-edged sword is the tongue. People that would speak against you and say bad things about you, prophesy evil over you. And you know, even Christian people will do that at times. They'll speak things negative about some business deal that you got into. Well, now you watch and see. They'll say, he'll lose every dime he put in that. Now, you get a lot of people believing that way, speaking that. You're in trouble if you don't know how to use the Word of God against that. Now, if you use God's Word 
and say, thank God the Word says, whatever I do will prosper. No weapon formed against me will prosper. And I'm like a tree planted by the rivers of water. And thank God no weapon formed against me will prosper. Then the Word of God that you've spoken will be more powerful, really, than the Word that someone else said about you, the two-edged sword. Now, God's Word can discern the thoughts and intents of your heart. When you read the Scripture, have you noticed how that God, through His Word, through His ability in His Word, can convict you of something from the Scriptures as you read it that probably no one else knows concerning you? Maybe, let's say it's a wrong motive concerning something you've prayed. And you read in the Bible where James says, you have not because you ask not. And then you ask and receive not because you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your own lust. Now, see, no one else may know what the reason is you ask for a certain thing. Maybe it's just for your own personal benefit, which is not wrong in itself. But maybe you have implied that it was for God, for His purpose, and instead of for the purpose that you really intended, for you to receive it and use it. And then, you see, your heart condemns you over that. See, the Word of God discern the intents of your heart. And that's why it's important that we know that God's Word is powerful in that area. The laws, there are certain laws that God uses and uh, has set in motion. And the laws of, we know, the law of gravity, we understand how it works. And you know, the law of gravity works whether it's daylight or whether it's dark. There are certain fixed laws of God. And I'm convinced that some of the things concerning prayer that we've violated down through the years are really laws that uh, once you violate them and continue to violate them, you're going to have a negative results in that. And I, I think this is why many people have wound up in the situations they're in, because of a lack of understanding. And you remember that Hosea prophesied, said concerning God's people, he said, God's people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Now, let's notice something. God's Word never changes, but it changes you. Well, now, that's true concerning the Word of God. You see, God's Word will never change. Heaven and earth will pass away, but God's Word will change you. If you hear the Word of God, if you speak the Word of God, if you say what God says about you, it'll change your attitude, it'll change your situation, your circumstance in life. But it does not change God. Because God said it, he spoke it, so therefore it's established by God. Then let's bring it over into this area concerning prayer and say it this way. Prayer does not change God. God bless you. I do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, before I leave the broadcast, I want to remind you that all of this week we have a book offer. It's Releasing the Ability of God Through Prayer. 172-page paperback for $11 plus $4 postage and handling, total of $15. In this book on releasing the ability of God through prayer, we talk about the fact that God's ability dwells in the believer to the degree that the Word dwells in them. And then how to release your faith. You know, you release your faith with words. Words create images in you. As you confess the Word you'll create faith because God has designed the human spirit like an airplane. An airplane doesn't have any lift on its wings until you thrust it through the air. Your confession of the Word of God is like thrust is to an airplane. 
And the Word of God, when you confess it, it creates faith inside you. Chapter 3 in this book is called the New Covenant Prayer. Some things about the New Covenant that didn't happen under the Old Covenant and vice versa. Then chapter 4 is called Accurate Prayer. You know, so many people don't know how to pray scripturally. This tells you how to pray scripturally. And then one chapter is called Keys to Answered Prayer. Are your prayers being answered? If they are, I wouldn't change anything. But if they're not, I would change some things. Importunity in prayer. You need to know what that means because most people have misunderstood that parable. Confession brings possession is chapter 7. You know, your confession of the Word of God will cause faith to come. And when faith comes, the ability of God is released inside you, and you release faith in prayer. You see, God doesn't just answer prayer. He answers the prayer of faith. It's impossible to pray a prayer of faith if you don't know the will of God. Offer number 7503, releasing the ability of God through prayer. 172-page paperback for $11 plus $4 postage and handling, total of $15. We have a toll-free order line. 1-877-396-9400. 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps. P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area. Oh,